Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Show, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Damien Sasso. Michael Barr is off. We have a great guest in studio, Austin Johnson. Austin is our colleague because he's a senior buy-side relationship manager at Bloomberg, but he also has another side to him. He's a basketball <laughs> analyst for Big Ten Network and the RWJ Barnabas Health Rutgers Sports Network. So he knows quite a bit about men's college basketball. And Damien, I know you are all over well, my this. Man, my man also played for Rutgers. He's a Scarlet Knight here, so he's got, <laughs> he's, got, he's got some skin in the game, I would think. Or he used to at one point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you guy through and through, you can say. <laughs> all right. So, Austin, tell us what your reaction is, first of all, to the NCAA men's tournament bracket. You, Michigan, failing to make it in. Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, still reeling and, and a bit of <laughs> a state of a shock that the Scarlet Knights weren't able Wrong to make it. Wrong side of the bubble. Oh, and, and all signs seemed as though they were going to be able to get in. Um, and I was out in Chicago over the weekend for the Big Ten tournament, and they beat Michigan, which is something that is not frequent. Second time in program history, and they thought that that would be enough to solidify the resume. They went toe-to-toe with Purdue, um, who is a number, another number one seed, and I think that that was enough from a body of a work standpoint to give the committee, at least from the eye test standpoint, that RU should be in. But that's just one case out of many. And I think what will be really exciting this year is there's no clear favorite. Um, I think that <laughs> there's no no one. There is. There, you're absolutely right. Is it Kansas? Is it Houston? Let's just talk. It's not just Rutgers. It's OK State, right? Yep. UNC. And now, if I'm not mistaken, UNC is not going to be playing in the NIL. Hubert Davis has basically given everyone a early vacation. So, you know, what surprised you the most about those teams on the bubble now on the outside looking in? That they could have been in. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's honestly splitting hairs when you look at the body of work and the resumes. Um, ultimately, what goes into the method of madness or the <laughs> gooey behind the, the quads. Um, it, it sometimes seems like a big contradiction when it comes down to some teams like Nevada getting in as opposed to a Rutgers not. When you look at how many Q1 wins versus Q4 losses teams come in. I do think that ultimately the, uh, the committee has... A, a very good memory, and they look at what teams do in previous years when they do get in. If really? they don't take advantage of the opportunity in uh-huh. previous years, I do think it come it can come back to bite you um, going forward. Do you think that, that the committee the committee made Texas A and M a seven seed so they could see them play Texas in the second round? Oh, I think there's definitely <laughs> methods of the madness of in regards to the logistics of, of it. Of course, um, I was interested and intrigued by the fact that Kansas wasn't aligned. I know, right? With Kansas City. Which was something that's going to hurt gonna be them, destined. right? Houston gets that path right through the Midwest now. They don't get that home kind of. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, let's keep it close to home here. We've got we've got Iona, we've got Rick Pitino, mm. right, playing up here in Albany. You know, first round against UConn. So, talk to us about all these rumors we're hearing about Rick Pitino and perhaps making a move to the Big East this offseason. Well, first and foremost, is there a better or uh, a more ideal media matchup for I mean, Northeast <laughs> media members than? UConn versus Iona. Obviously, Rick Pitino's a phenomenal coach. 
uh, getting back in and making Iona very relevant um, as of recent and then going up against Hurley. Um, I think it's his introduction or reintroduction to the Big East. Right. Um, getting a chance to go up against a really good UConn team and prove that he has the ability to come in and make an instant impact. Um, I'm hearing rumblings that his name will be right there at the forefront of the St. John's opening and other things of that nature. And to uh, be fair, this is UConn men's basketball, not women's basketball, <laughs> that right? That is accurate. That is accurate. Yeah. Patino, um, I think he has a really good team, um, and they'll be able to compete. And I wouldn't be surprised if they found, uh, found a way to get it done. But regardless, all eyes will be on that first-round matchup. Austin, take a step back here and just help us understand the importance to a program, whether it's at UConn, whether it's elsewhere, to making the NCAA tournament or, in Rutgers or Michigan's case, not making it for a year. Financially, what does it mean? I think it it, it, it solidifies, and first and foremost, from a coaching standpoint, I think it draws a bridge from the, the current year to the next year from making sure that everybody's on board and that you are the right person that's leading mm-hmm. this Fortune 500 program that these college athletic teams and, you know, just programs are all in all. Um, fans, uh, the, the commitment and the support that they show when teams are winning mm-hmm. are a lot more drastic than when teams are not. Um, and I've seen that because when I was at RU, quite frankly, we just weren't as competitive as we are nowadays. And to see what it's been built to now, present day, Mm -hmm. um, in regards to subsequent sellouts, every home game for RU this season was completely sold out. So there's a wait list for season ticket holders, uh, season ticket opportunities, and to be able to get in a Jersey Mike's arena. Fans are traveling, the merchandise opportunities. And then all in all, this new day and age in regards to student athletes also being able to leverage their name, image, and likeness um, mm-hmm. out there in their individual and respective sports. Austin, you began this conversation by saying there's no clear number one. Um, I wonder if you could expand on that. Is that just because Duke and NC, because the ACC is not really represented, or is it because you really don't believe that Kansas or Houston, I mean, Houston, you know, I mean, they've been up there all year. I mean, are they for real? Yeah, I think there's great parity um, in regards to the college basketball landscape. Um, there have been a multitude of different number ones that have risen and then been knocked off, yep. which is typically the case year over year. But also, when March hits, it's when you're supposed to be playing your best basketball. Um, and then you also mix into the other factors and some of the adversities that hit, such as injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, all in all, Houston is easily the best and most talented and, and most well-balanced team. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Kelvin Sampson and what he's been able to build down there. And I think it would also be ideal for them to be able to reach the Final Four when it's being hosted um, back in Houston. But the fact of the matter are they are down one of the best players in the entire nation in Marcus Sasser. Uh, But they also have great depth. um, And I think they have a, a phenomenal defensive approach. Great balance offensively, phenomenal coaching, and another potential lottery pick as well, manning the paint for them as well, um, and Walker. So if if they can find ways to integrate Sasser back into their game plan at some point over the next couple of weeks, um, and they do the things that they should do and take care of business, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the Final Four. Now, we've seen a number of bracket busters these last few years, right? We've seen Stephen F. Austin, Middle Tennessee State. We've seen UC Irvine. We've seen them all, right? Who do you think, who do you, who's your big bracket buster, your kind of stealth call this year? I mean, there's got to be one. Furman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, Furman, I've never heard of them. I, I, nor, nor have I, which is, which is so, so shows telling. you that how crazy it is. And you ask how important... 
the NCA is from a business perspective, I think that uh, is a, a testament right there. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, institutions who just don't have the opportunity to take advantage of stepping into the into the occasion and playing when the lights are brightest um, on all these different network opportunities when you have all these impressions and people are taken off from work and just, you know, logged into the <laughs> terminal, but all still Keeping watching. an eye on their phone. Absolutely, seeing what's you know, going on. And Furman has an opportunity to take advantage of, of, of the opportunity. You know, I, Austin, I really, I thought you were going to say Oral Roberts because everyone is so high on this team. But then, then, then again, they are playing Duke in the first round, right? And Duke knocked out my boys from Miami, who, by the way, have another tough draw in Drake. And Drake yeah. is no, no so So there's a lot, a lot to be watching out here in these first few weeks. I mean, so, okay. I mean, what else should we be keeping an eye on? What about Alabama? What about the Boilermakers? You mentioned and what about Kansas? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be uh, ignorant not to respect the reigning champions yeah. in the Kansas Jayhawks. I know they lost in their conference tournament game, um, but obviously with uh, with Coach Self dealing with some health issues, it's 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 good and positive to hear he'll be back at the helm for that group. But I do think that's just they're susceptible. They don't have a ton of star power compared to previous years, and they've lost. 70% of their productivity from the team that won the national championship last year. Um, Purdue, I think, is, is too one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, I've seen them multiple times. And RU actually beat Purdue when they were number yeah. one out in West <laughs> Lafayette. And I love Zach Eady. He's a monster. He's a Yao Ming of college basketball. But anytime that you are too dependent on yeah. interior productivity – um, I think that in the tournament, in yeah. the tournament, you yeah. need shooting, you need guard di- uh, dominant dominance as well. One team I think that will sh- shock some people is Marquette. Um, the Golden Ooh. Eagles, Shaka Smart, phenomenal guard play, won both the Big East regular season title and the Big East conference title. Um, I think that they are built for March. Uh, they are very tough. They defend. They shoot it well. Um, and he's a phen- phenomenal coach, so I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to shock people and make so, the Final Four. Austin, we, we talked about Rick Pitino, and once upon a time, the college basketball coaches were huge stars, and that's where all the money went. Now with NIL, as you mentioned, the players themselves have a chance to monetize on their popularity, on their higher profiles. What's a name of a... What, what's a player that you are keeping a close eye on who could really break out from this season's March Madness? That's a really good question. Um, all in all, in the tournament this year, I, I love – so I played the 4-5 position in college, which is a, a center, a power forward. So I'm a little bit biased when it comes to other bigs. <laughs> I must we appreciate say. the uh, being upfront with your bias. Uh, Drew Timmy yeah. is, is, a, is a guy who I think has been tried and, and true. And what school is he with? With Gonzaga. Okay. Um, he is very noticeable because he has – a very distinct mustache, um, which I think plays perfectly into sponsorship opportunities as well. Interesting. Um, and he's just a very hardworking, um, relentless type style player who I think will. He's gotten. Is this his third tournament? This is. It probably might be his his, his fourth. At I mean, this he's point. been. Yeah, he's he's just a staple with that mustache. I mean, you know, I, I guess you know, knowing our audience, I have to ask you this question. I think the Ivy League's representative is Princeton. What do we think? Our cha- I mean, they've got to be a 15 seed, right? I, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, they. I, I, I know Princeton very, very well. Um, I played against them every year at Rutgers. Right. Um, the associate head coach, uh, Brett McConnell, was one of our team's basketball managers. So he's risen through the ranks very quickly. 
Um, and Mitch Henderson has done a phenomenal job. Yeah, the late Pete Carroll, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just anytime you play against that style of offense, they prey on the mentally weak. They're waiting for you to make, <laughs> they, they wait for you to make mistakes so they can capitalize on it. That's and very it, Ivy League. It is very Ivy League. Who, and you got to respect Who, I'm it. just looking at, oh, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Um, and you never know until you get into, I, honestly, I think halftime to see how teams respond to the Princeton style offense if they're able to get in front of back cuts, things of that nature. Um, only time will be able to tell. But wouldn't be surprised if they came out and shocked a team or two. Austin, tell us a little bit about your journey because you played for the Scarlet Knights, um, but then you went into broadcasting. Yep. Were you doing that at the same time, or did was there a, a noti- noticeable transition over? You stopped at one point playing, and then you moved over to broadcasting. Yeah, I kind of was. I mean, I've dedicated every waking moment um, up until a certain point uh, to basketball, mm-hmm. um, and I utilize it as a vehicle to open up tremendous opportunities for myself, uh, pay for my prep school experience, college experience, and then my graduate school experience as Mm -hmm. well. Um, While I was in graduate school, somebody said I should try it. Tried it out, loved it, and since then it's been my way of staying close to the game. You never did it before then? Never did it before. I did like local high school games, back in grad school, uh-huh. um, which is how kind of how I cut my teeth. And then a couple of years ago, I got asked to become the official Rutgers basketball voice uh, for RU Sports Network. And then now I do wow. some games on Big Ten Network as well. So Austin, who does Rutgers play in the NIT? Who they who they get first round? Hofstra. Hofstra. Local, local flavor. Oh, that's going to be a fun matchup yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, but I'm not because I still <laughs> believe that they should be in the NCAA tournament. But yeah. regardless, so it's bittersweet. It's definitely bittersweet. Yeah. But good opportunity for them to prove that at least they should have been in the field of 68. All right, Austin Johnson, fantastic to have you here with us in studio and so great to meet you. Austin is a Bloomberg Senior Byside Relationship Manager. That's his day job, but <laughs> at night he's a basketball analyst for the Big Ten Network and the RWJ Barnabas Health Rutgers Sports Network. And you can hear him on which uh, stations? Uh, so it is WCBS 880, mm-hmm. or um, if you have the Rutgers Scarlet Night app, you can just tune into us live. All right, tune in for Austin Johnson. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Damien Sassauer. Catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, where we explore the world of money and sports. I'm on Twitter as well, at Scarlett Fu. And I'm on Twitter, at T. Sassauer. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.